Yes, Father God, we uh, are in that war, and you are in that war with us. We thank you that you've already defeated our enemy. The battle belongs to you. We are more than conquerors through your love. And I thank you, Jesus, for this day, for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to receive the revelation of your word, your love, your truth, to instruct us in the ways that we should go, Lord God, that we will not be brought and bound under the spirits of confusion and fear and anxiety, and, and health issues, Father, but that we'll be released into the fullness of your love. I thank you, Jesus. You said no word, no weapon formed against you will prosper, and that would include the things Satan's tried to do to our internal being, to our health systems, Father God, that you will divide, you will um, re- re- divulge, show to us, reveal to us, Father, the things that Satan has done, that we will link lies and recognize it is your truth, Lord Jesus, that sets us free. So we thank you now for divine wisdom and courage and confidence for this day, for each one who listens in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Marjorie, you have a new book, A Case for Healing. I, yes, I do. And in that book, you take an in-depth look at the spiritual root causes of physical diseases. And you are saying there is an invisible spiritual realm that affects everything in the physical realm. Right. Which includes, of course, our physical bodies. And, but, uh, so you're saying that, and then, but how do we accurately identify these spiritual root causes? And actually, when we're looking at spiritual root causes of physical diseases, we're looking at spiritual root causes that affect us emotionally, psychologically, socially, and economically as well, as you look in the scriptures in the Old Testament. Right. The Word of God covers everything, basically, and a lot of times, I think one of the favorite things Satan does is to divide everything up and make it very complicated. There are still only two kingdoms and two systems, and so when people think about health, they think about, well, you know, any number of explanations for the issue, the problem, the sickness, the illness, whatever it is that's manifesting in their body, and they don't really usually incorporate a spiritual element into the physical world very readily. So what happens is we think that there's a third kingdom of of mental illness or uh, health issues or whatever those things might be. But there's really everything only roots in one of two kingdoms. And if it doesn't reduce down to peace, rest, joy, and the revelation of Jesus Christ, it's going to reveal itself as coming from the kingdom of darkness. So, like, for example, the scriptural basis for this is Deuteronomy 28, where you have a whole listing of blessings and curses, also in Leviticus 26. These are spiritual principles. You could say, well, that was Old Testament. Well, the principles, spiritual principles are spiritual principles, whether they're in the Old Testament or in the New and it talks about in Deuteronomy 28, you know, the great blessings, the prosperity that you would have if you are obedient to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so the reason the Lord wants us to be obedient to him is not because he's in some kind of ego trip. It's because he wants to protect us and he wants what's the very best for us. Right. This becomes a big confusion 
because people um, in that passage in Deuteronomy that you're referring to, twenty chapters twenty-seven and twenty-eight, there's a whole list of things you shouldn't do. You know, cursed is he who you know removes the neighbor's landmark or is deceitful or sleeps with his sister and all these other things, um, and and then. Deuteronomy 28 talks about the blessings and the curses. If you will, then I will. If you will bless, obey me, then I will bless you. If you will disobey me, I will have to strike you with all of these things. So God says, this is where there's a confusion because God is very uh, clear about the dangers, warning very specifically about the dangers that come from people who disobey him. And he's not doing this just to become like the 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 uh, he's cosmic, not on, a cosmic dictator, right? Or on an ego trip, he's really very seriously warning us about the powers of darkness and the and the and the demonic judgments that will come upon people who disobey. People, however, skip that piece. It seems to be deleted for most people's understanding, and they think there's just God in them. But there is an enemy here is trying to separate us in our relationship with God. So God uses that word strike. He says he will strike the people uh, with the curse, and it only makes sense this if unless if we understand how serious this warning is that it, God is taking ultimate responsibility, um, but the enemy is going to um, try to re- break our relationship with with God and make us believe that God doesn't want us well or God's punished us. He's mad at us. We've got this coming. We are guilty. We deserve these sicknesses, and so we take it personally that it's our fault. And that's exactly what the devil wants to do is make you think that you're sick because you sinned, because you're bad. Yes, that is true, but it's not the whole truth. Satan always tells a part of the truth. But the whole truth is we were persuaded by the enemy to uh, ignore God's warning and and the consequences of that warning. And that part of it got deleted from our understanding. And so now we're just saying God is mad at me. Because I broke his law. Okay, if now there can be disobedience based on a willful disobedience. I know what God is expecting, but I'm not going to do it. I want to go my own way. But then there are people too that we would say, would we say, Marjorie, that they are uh, victims of of the past sins? Almost oh, definitely. This is something people again don't look at when they're looking at their medical conditions. Or their, uh, you know, what they've come to accept. We, you know, Jesus said, "You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free." So, what have we come to accept as normal for our life? A lot of people just say, "Well, I'm allergic to," or "I've got allergies," or I mean, whatever it is, uh, a learning disability, whatever it is. We just kind of, "I am," "I have," "I accept," without saying, "Wait a minute, is that?" part of God's original creation of me. No, it's not. God did not create us for the, with those things. But because we have accepted them as normal, we don't even consider them as something that we want to deal with or resist. Well, yeah, it, it's God that wants us to be in health. I mean, there was in original creation. There was no sickness. There was no right. disease. And some people, you know, we talk a lot about divine healing. What about divine health? You know, in, in Third John, verse 2, it talks about, I, it is my desire, my prayer, that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Right. So it is God's, you know, a lot of times we talk about divine healing. What about divine health and what we can do to maintain uh, and our health uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally, well, every way? Well, backing it up, Jesus, you know, there, you know, God wants us to be complete in our body, soul, and spirit. And if any part of us is out of whack, 
of those three parts or three-part being. If any part is not feeling good, if it's your soul that's emotionally burdened and sad, um, broken relationships, uh, failures, hate, self-hatred, whatever it is, these things begin to eat away at our bodies. Actually, we're, that's the order, spirit, soul, and body. And if the spirit, if something in the spirit world is out of alignment or out of order, disconnected, then it's going to be reflected in our, our souls, which is our mind, will, and emotions, and in our physical body. So our body is the last frontier. Uh, things will go haywire in the spirit world, and then ultimately it'll show up in the body, and ultimately it's at that place where we're finally starting to hurt or something's bad, or we've got a, a bad diagnosis from the doctor, or whatever it is, that we begin to start to pay attention to what is going on. But we have to go upstream. We have to go back up to the spiritual word of God, because and know the truth that God doesn't want you sick. He doesn't want this malady, and He's not putting this on you to teach you a lesson, to uh, make you feel bad, or uh, you know, punish us for something. He's God is not here to punish us. He's here to to correct us and chasten us and raise us up in his godly disposition, but he's not here to be against us. And it's like if you have an automobile and you're driving all of a sudden, it's kind of chugging and missing, misfiring, and just you got all issues with it. What you do is that, okay, that's a symptom. You go to right. a mechanic, and now mechanics in the you know have these great diagnostics, computer diagnostics, where they can go and maybe the noise, the spitting, and the puffing <laughs> that you've got going on your car is it's because of an electrical issue. So what happens with the mechanic? The mechanic has to go to the very root source, of the, problem. the root of the problem. And this is part of the problem. This is part of the mystery that people don't know how to get to the root of the problem. Um, and again, going back to the simplicity of the Word of God, it's powerful, it's profound. And Jesus said, I said it before, the truth will set you free. So if you're in bondage, opposite of, of, of truth is lie, opposite of freedom is bondage. If we're in bondage to an illness, are we courageous enough to look at what the lie might be? What is the thing going on upstream that is causing the the chugging and the spitting and the and you know, as you talked about in your analogy so but one of the main conclusions i think satan wants to bring us to in sickness especially um or you know any kind of uh, physical malady is to um, make us feel like it's my fault i have sinned god's mad at me um and so people ask the question uh, if I'm sick, is it because I'm a sinner or because I've sinned? Well, the answer is yes, and the answer is no. The answer is yes, because Satan has used that agreement that you made with whatever the lie was to permit himself, give him, justify himself in coming down into your body um, to replicate what he's already accomplished in the spirit world. And the the answer is no, because Jesus said, by his stripes were healed. But going back to this replicating, people do not understand the, the, the interaction, the interconnection between the spiritual world and what goes on in that spiritual world, what goes on in our generational history, what goes on in the agreements that were made way before we were ever even on this earth or born. 
um, two, three, four generations back. The Bible says, again, God's warning, the sins of the fathers are visited onto the children to the third and fourth generation. This is not what God wants. This is what God is saying and telling us happens. Um, And it's not that he wants it because in Ezekiel 18, he said, you know, no longer shall it be said that the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. So God wants to change that default. He wants to set us free from the generational sins and, and have a chance at living our life with freedom and truth and joy and peace and fulfilling our destiny. And you're not going to fulfill your destiny if you're lumping around with cancer or uh, back pain or whatever it might be. So I think we need to understand that God is good, God loves us, and there is a, there is a reason. This is in the Bible of Proverbs 26, two, the curse without a cause has not come. These illnesses are not blessings. You know, all things work together for good, yes, and there can be a blessing because God is faithful, but at the same time, the blessing comes in the, in the healing and in the revelation of Jesus Christ. And if we look at, you know, God has given us the medical profession, and there's a blessing and there's a curse that comes from the medical profession. For example, like you know, people that have certain symptoms, okay, they are prescribed various <clears throat> drugs to right. deal Medi- with the yeah. symptom symptoms, yeah. and 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 there is a certain amount of understanding the medical profession has about that. A uh, doctor told me one time he says the, the the key to health is to choose your parents well. Yeah. Right. So and well, and, that's true, but, but it doesn't happen. It but, can't happen. But people look at. They do look at family histories of physical disease. You have diabetes, your heart disease, right. and, and that sort of thing. But but what we're dealing with was symptoms. Even even in, in counseling, in, in in people going to counselors, they're dealing with symptoms. Okay, I, I am right. I am that's depressed. what causes us. I am to afraid. Get, mm-hmm. Why? Well, that, that's so, what causes so we us have to, get to go to the doctor. back. Right. We have to. What we're saying here is that you have to go back into the spiritual world to deal with the, the, the that's where the root causes are right. of what's manifested in the physical world. Right, exactly. And so um, I think some of the things people are interested in are the specific diseases, the specific um, maladies. And so, um, for example, there's an interesting bunch of verses in Proverbs that says, it talks about bones and bone health. And a lot of people suffer with various uh, bone problems, bone density, osteo. Uh, porosis, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's, the Bible says in Proverbs 15, uh, 30, the light of the eye rejoices the heart. A good report makes the bones healthy. And in 1624, it confirms that again, it says pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. So what we see is that the bones are directly connected with something that's non-tangible. Um, you know, you can break a bone by hitting it with a hammer, but you can also break a bone with a word. And these words that are spoken over us as children oftentimes um, create devastation, discouragement, and death. Ultimately, De- the bones carry the 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 bone marrow, marrow. and and it has to be um, moist. It has to be lively. That's where we the uh, red blood cells are created, which bring and supply life to the body. And so the bones carry the life, basically. And so when your life is being beaten down with negative reports, criticisms, bitterness, angry parents, unhappy situations where you're beginning to feel as a child, it's my fault, I should have done this, I'm the reason my parents got divorced, whatever, these words kind of all lay upon your bones. 
And the and Isaiah and Ezekiel, I think, is talk about the sin on my bones. The psalmist talks about the, the iniquity on my bones. And I believe that one of the very first way, if you want to get well, the very first thing you want to start doing is asking the Lord to show you the truth about the lies, about the agreements that were made with your generations past. Because not only do the doctors take the medical history, the funny thing is they take that history, but they don't know what to do with it. Okay, so you've had my diabetes four generations back. The doctor, doctor has no clue, usually, uh, unless they're very unusual. They have no clue as how that relates to you physically and how, yeah, it's on the DNA, but why? Why is it still on the DNA after three, four generations? What is the lie that people are believing, for example, that bring them into such a bondage? And diabetes, of course, is a, is a huge problem. Uh, bone issues are huge problems. And so we have to go back to look at, and that's why I wrote The Case for Healing. It's it's not a medical journal. It's a it's a spiritual journal about medical situations, and how to understand first of all the context and the paradigm um, that we are physical people in a spiritual world, and our bodies again uh, kind of take the last hit. Once our bodies are falling apart, we have Satan has got to the to the final the the, the finish line. Actually, once he can finish us off, kill us that way, we're done. We're dead. Our destiny is gone. So in some of these, like for example, um, for example, with going back to the bones, we have arthritic conditions. A lot of times they're connected with the bones, with the joints. And we talked a little bit about this last time. But one of the real problems with any arthritic condition is bitterness. And bitterness comes from um, holding in anger and injustice. As a matter of fact, in the case for uh, um, healing, I've kind of divided the the sicknesses and maladies into three different categories, and a lot of there's a lot of overlap, obviously. But the general categories that you're looking at are, um, you know, your fight and flight, which is your uh, adaptation. You know, is it dangerous? Is it safe? So the fight and flight system, uh, the general adaptation system, they call that, where you perceive the danger. And then your body revs up to deal with the danger, and then um, you re- the danger goes away, and you're and you settle down again. But a lot of times, the dangers that we perceive are um, they're uh, they're kind of in in they're indefinable. They're they're constantly with us. It's a, it's a psychological fear. It's not a a roaring lion on the dis- in the distance. It's something that just is ongoing, and so our bodies never go back to normal. They never settle down. So they're always sending forth the message of danger, danger, danger. So this causes the the chemicals, the hormones, the cortisol, the histamines, the um, adrenaline to keep pumping inside of the body and revving up, overusing, distressing the various organs, demanding high demand for these chemicals. And then your body has to process them and get rid of them. And they can't do it fast enough. So you're just in this constant cycle of stress and fatigue. Finally, the, the third um, stage of that general adaptation system uh, is exhaustion, fatigue, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, those kinds of things fall into that area where your body is just basically collapsing. The second two, um, the second uh, of, the, of the three uh, categories that I've divided things up into is the autoimmune system. Disease, system diseases. This is where your body, the immune system was created by God, of course, to be your defense system to protect you from various things. And when the body begins to believe lies that you're bad, that you're guilty, that you're no good, 
that you are deserve this. That God is mad at you. Your immune system takes that on as self-hatred, self-condemnation, um, confusion, identity confusion, and it begins to attack. Um, we, we begin to attack ourselves. That's all the immune system disease or compromised immune system. That means uh, overactive immune system. That means your body is either in a heightened sense of uh, fear and or you're working to um, defeat something and it turns out that your body turns against yourself. The third category, which is I don't hear it ever talked about, is the one called, well, we have a lot of the inflammations and that uh, and swelling inflammations. Uh, and that comes from the injustices. And I don't think people realize a lot of your sickness is coming from the severe, uh, unfair, uh, horribly, uh, just frustrating uh, situations where things have happened to you that are so not fair. And you don't know how to get a, a place of justice. You don't know how to get peace. You don't know how to fix that. You don't know how to get things uh, put back into into a place of justice. And so those are the internalizations of fire that create the inflammations, the irritations that wear things out, burn things up, consume things like your cartilage, your bones, your vertebrae. And, and, and so, and even things like, um, you know, cancer and candida are, are reflected in the injustices, especially candida, which is, uh, has to do with harmony in the body. And there's, there's an injustice. There's too much of blockages or this building up or that or whatever. And it just becomes like, um, the body is not giving the body what the body needs. I mean, it's, it's also reflecting the injustices that are going on around you and outside of you. So your body is withholding body, I, stealing calcium from this organ to, to give it to this organ. And, um, what, whatever new, nutrient is missing, for example, they'll take it from somewhere to give it somewhere else. And so then everybody suffers. So all, those three categories kind of help us to define throwing those diseases into the various categories, helps us to get some spiritual sense of where to start when looking at the root causes of these things. Well, root causes, and even most of the medical profession admits that most of the physical diseases are the result of uh, psychological issues mm-hmm. that affect that affect the body. Mm-hmm. And then you go behind the psychological, this is to the issues, to the, to the uh, spiritual issues that are uh, affecting us. And, and you think of, um, no, what about the situation, you know, is, is all sickness and disease from, from Satan? No, just thinking. Well, yes, it is. It is because it has to be because God does not bring it. I, that's the complication. That's the confusion. That's the theological discussion. Is it from, is it from God or Satan? It is, it, it, it doesn't come from heaven. Heaven is, doesn't have tears. Heaven doesn't have pain. Heaven doesn't have, now I know we don't have heaven on the earth. I get that. But we can have the peace of God, which passes understanding. Uh, we can be anxious for nothing and everything by prayer and supplication. Jesus is giving us the remedies through peace and trust in him. And so we want to, you know, find out that first of all, that I think if that's your big issue, why we, you know, where's it coming from? You haven't, you, that's the first issue you have to settle before you can go back and say, well, it, well where's this, these allergies? Where's this autism coming? Where's these, this diabetes coming? Where's this cancer coming from? You first have to have peace with God and know that you are loved. As a matter of fact, knowing that we are loved by God is the is the actual remedy to, in the in the first step to healing, but going back um, to how do we get to that? That's the, well, it's the that's the ultimate final goal. I put it that way. But the first step to healing is to know that you already are loved, and that God is not mad at you. Yeah. Well, 
if we're talking about um, here's an example in uh, in Luke chapter thirteen, this lady that had the uh, it said in Luke thirteen verse ten. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Right. As when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Right. So, so and he said, uh, they were attacking him for him. Well, how come you're you healing on the Sabbath? You know, the religious people are going nuts with this. Uh, and Jesus said, um, you know, you lead out your donk, ox and your donkey on the Sabbath to water it. Verse 16, so ought not this woman being a daughter of Abram, whom Satan has bound, think of it, right. for 18 exactly. years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. So this this spirit of infirmity, this being bowed over, hunched mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. It, was, it was a spirit of infirmity, a demonic spirit. He says, this is a woman whom Satan has bound, right. and she was loosed. Right, exactly. And spirits unclean spirits, spirits of death, spirits of infirmity, spirits of heaviness, spirits of, of um, uh, stupor. These are all mentioned in the Bible as spirits. These are demons. Uh, Mute spirits. As a matter of fact, the spirit of death, his name is Abaddon. And that's a, that's a fallen angel. Or the, you know, These things that we um, think of as in our human terminology are really much more spiritually in, in, involved for example, also in Mark chapter um, 9, he talks about the little boy who was brought to Jesus by his father. And out of that child, everybody said what, uh, that he has a mute spirit. They, they even knew that. Mm-hmm. Teacher, we brought you, my son, he has a mute spirit. So they even knew that the, a, a mute spirit can't talk, um, won't, won't speak. And how many kids with autism today can't speak, won't speak, don't know how to speak, don't know what to say, um, have no words, you can't get anything out of them, they don't understand or express well. And then um, the guy begins, the dad begins to say, well, you know, this thing throws him down. He foams at the mouth, he gnashes with his teeth and becomes rigid. So he's he's thrown down in a hyperactive catatonic, I mean both, opposites, state, where he becomes rigid, his teeth are grinding and gnashing. Um, he's, he's thrown, he's out of control, he's doing something that he's not doing. And this is, again, obviously a demon. And we have got children like this everywhere today that are just being literally tormented, controlled by, possessed by spirits of fear, rage, anger, and parents are just beside themselves, don't know what to do. And they, some of them have mild or more uh, difficult uh, forms of this spirit operating in them. And Jesus said to them, faithless and perverse generation. So he's saying in the context of this young boy's problems, he's talking about the, the people around him, the fa- the bloodlines, the fam- the generation. He says, faithless and perverse. So he's giving t- names to two more spirits, a perverse generation, unclean spirits. What do we have today? Sexual immorality, uh, pedophilia, uh, human sacrificing, abortion. All of these things are perverse, unclean, unclean, unclean. And that's another spirit he cast out of him at the end. Come out of him, you unclean spirit. So he's got, so far we've got a mute spirit. We've got this spirit that throws him down. We've got, um, and then he, and finally he says, you deaf and dumb spirit. I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. So in all, we have at least four different, the mute spirit, the unclean spirit, 
the deaf and dumb spirit, um, that, that, that they're faithless, doubt. There's, again, we're, we're a, a nation, a world right now floundering without doubt, without confidence, without faith in God, because we have given medical uh, pre- uh, preferences to all of these things and just, well, once you have a certain diagnosis, you just kind of collapse and say, well, that's it then. You know, it's cancer, it's, it's autism, uh, or it's this or it's that. And so, there's, there's sometimes you get a parent who's willing to resist that, like this dad was, but uh, sometimes they just give up because of unbelief. Deal with the issue of uh, identifying with our diseases. We'll say my cancer, my diabetes, uh, my um, heart disease, my my whatever, my arthritis. (laughs) So we we own my allergies, right? We yes, this is again an agreement, very subtle, but not so subtle, where we have put that first person pronoun, that personalized pronoun, my, in front of whatever, and whenever you say something, I am or it is my, you have agreed with what you hook on the end of that sentence. And so you—that's the first agreement you need to break. Wait a minute, why do you're people owning it? You're right, owning right. it, right? And then when claiming it as yours and, and allergies again—that's a, a whole nef- another subject. I cover it quite well in the book about people who are psychologically reconditioned to believe they're allergic to things because they're told it. Their mother say, "Well, you must be. You broke oath. You got all red. You must be the strawberries you ate, or it must be the peanut butter. It must be." And so ultimately, you're you're programming the child with the mother's fears or the father's fears or the doctor's fears or whatever, and the child does not have a chance. I know from clients, people who have been prescribed, spoken, diabetes has been spoken over them as a child, and that wasn't really who, what was going on, but it became what was going on because ultimately they were, the child was set up and they have no way, no absolute way, no way to refute a parent's word over them because they have no way to read, unless the Spirit of God rises up within them, they have no way to even recognize that as not true. Are you saying that many people that have physical diseases and they go to, you know, the standard medical profession for help. Mm-hmm. Um, are you saying that oftentimes they're misdiagnosed and, and then prescribed pharmaceuticals? Well, yes, of course we can say that and we all know that. But the truth is that that's not working. Like you said earlier, these medicines and things only take away symptoms, deal with symptoms. And take they, com- a- they, they complicate well, the, the condition because of then you have a side effect, side effects, then you have another so medication, forth. right? But but you know, and I, I suppose this is one of the issues that we need to address is mm-hmm. our uh, you know we're so committed to the idea that the doctor, the hospital can help. I'm not here to knock a doctor or a hospital or a nurse or a medical situation. Some of them help, and but but for the most part, they're mechanics really. They can set a bone, they can remove a tumor, they can, you know, stitch something together here and there. They're mechanics, but they are not nutritionists for the most part. Uh, we have a new a breed of, you know, hybridized, you know, medical profession versus and, and the naturopath kind of thing. We have that. But what we really need to understand is you, your great physician is Jesus Christ. And going to, I'm not, you know, putting down one to lift up another. I'm saying, that if you break your leg, you need a set of crutches, that's great. Use the crutches, but you don't want those crutches forever. You don't want that medication forever. But unfortunately, so many people become, uh, because it's psychologically addicting, people say, I can't quit this med now. If I get off the med, these bad things will come back. And you bet they will, because Satan loves the med, and he will he will program you. He will, you know, 
psychologically reinforce your need for the medication by bringing on the return of the symptoms if you stop it. Because you don't realize we are being psychologically manipulated by in the laboratories of hell to reinforce the lie in us, to debilitate us, deform us, and destroy us. And so to come to the truth, like, for example, in, in this story, going back to the autistic child in Mark chapter 9, you know, we don't understand, and I, I've covered that one, autism, the deaf and dumpster, a lot in the book, um, because it's so pervasive and it's so accepted and it's so not seen as anything spiritual at all because it's now so familiar. There's this generation, each generation gets more weakened in their ability to resist because there's a weight, a greater weight of oppression and sin and iniquity on them than the ones before them because no one seems to be, for the most part, really confessing their sins and repenting and coming out of agreement. See, what we do when we confess a sin is we are coming out of an agreement by declaring, I was wrong, I was tricked, you are right, God, you are right, you're sovereign, you're holy, this is, you know, I, you are the healer. So when this man came, he had... Uh, you know, used up all of his resources, including his own determination. He said, Lord, help my unbelief. I think a lot of people are there in their own physical lives or in the, the people they're taking care of. You just don't deal with the demon. You you don't deal with the deaf and dumb spirit. You don't deal with the mute spirit or an unclean spirit. You just limp along and, and, and plaster them with bandages. You know, it's like if they would have brought this boy to, to Jesus and all he said, well, give him a Band-Aid and give him a, you know, Whatever. It's not going to take care of the root of the problem. We need to get to the roots, the spiritual roots of the physical problems. And so fear, stress, anxiety, um, agreements that we've made with lies, with death, with fear, with the unclean spirits, with giving up, with it's my fault. All of these agreements Satan is using to continually present his case before the court of heaven. He is the accuser of the brethren. He comes to present his case to the court and say, I have a right. I have a right to put this upon them. I have a right to keep this there because they believe they're guilty. They believe my lie. They believe that they had it coming. They believe um, that there's no hope. And so God, of course, knows the truth, but he also is very just and fair with Satan. And so if you and I continue to believe the lie, then God has to come in through the power of his Holy Spirit through another way for example, like this, to get you to rethink the problem and say, wait a minute, what's the lie I'm believing here that's causing me to go on and on and sink down deeper and deeper into this depression, this despair, and to start to realize that the Lord God is the, the one who has hope for you. He has healing for us. Talk to us about diabetes. You know, we see what are some of the root causes of diabetes, and, and just a comment on that, we're seeing that Juvenile diabetes among little children is just increasing exponentially in this country. Um, talk well, to us okay. about diabetes. What are some of the root causes of diabetes that we have uh, well, growing as, okay. a, as an issue in our nation? This that time? is one of the autoimmune system disorders uh, that it attacks usually the pancreas or the system um, where the... Um, the pancreas is is being um, the proper the proper distribution of the insulin is being obstructed ins, uh, insulin react uh, resistance etc. So look at just it, for any disease to start with this. Look at what is it doing in your body. Well, it's holding back in this particular disease insulin. Insulin brings the the, the 
the joy, <laughs> the energy, the sugar into the into the cells so that they can begin to break it down into energy. Um, so the joy is lost. The joy mm. is being drained out of the life um, mm. for whatever circumstances are going on. Um, the white corpuscles are interfering with the receptor sites so that the production of the insulin is being blocked or uh, hindered um, and the transfer of sugar into the bloodstream into the cells is not happening. So there's a life flow. There's just... So, but with diabetes... As an autoimmune disease, we know already that it's coming from an agreement with confusion. Uh, who am I? Am I good? Am I not good? Now, the root of that can be any number of things. Satan can convince you you're not good because you're not good enough, because you're, uh, you're, you know, maybe you're a perfectionist and you're not perfect enough, uh, and so, or maybe it's it's a, a religionist kind of spirit legalism. You know, a lot of people are hard on themselves, so to speak, because they think that God is going to be harder on them. So they, if they're hard enough on themselves, then God won't be so hard on them. So that's kind of the perfection religion. I think there's a lot of condemnation that causes the, the immune system um, to break down because you're, you're not good. You see yourself as failing. You see yourself as, as, as bad. And, or, and that usually comes, actually, diabetes, according to Henry Wright, and I agree with him, is the words that are spoken over to you, the, the relationship you have with a man, um, um, either your father or a husband. Usually it's because it's an authority figure. And what they have the power to do, as we talked about the bones earlier, they have a power to speak in your life, to lay down uh, demands. In, in, life and death. In, right, is in the power of the tongue. And for people who are married, it's usually they're in, involved with people who are difficult uh, people who are hard on them, so to speak, people who don't accept them for who they are. And so your your life is being, the joy is basically being stripped out of you. So that's how you would determine. So a diabetic will have confusion, identity confusion. Am I good or am I bad? Your immune system is now confused. I don't know. Is she good? Is she bad? Well, okay. Well, I don't know. Let's go uh, d- see because the immune system, the white uh, uh, corpuscles, white blood cells, uh, corpuscles, are there to... Um, devour, remove that which is bad. That's why when you have an owie on the outside of your skin, you see all that pus and all that white icky junk. That's the cells coming to eat up, devour, remove the germs, make it go away. So they devour things and they eat them up and they suffocate them so that the germs don't continue to proliferate. But in this particular case, um, it's attacking your pancreas, which is your center of joy, I believe. And so they, so you're feeling bad, unloved, um, unaccepted, the energy is drained out, the spirit of confusion, rejection, self-rejection in the immune system. There's now a confusion about is she good, is she bad? So self-rejection, the spirit of self-rejection or self-condemnation uh, or self-judgment all or self-bitterness, they all come in to take up their their positions to begin to lie to the person and fill their mind with other things. So what they do then is when, when we're in this torture rack, okay, so now I got diabetes, so now what am I going to do? I've got to get better, so what do I got to do? Well, the doctors tell you, well, this is what you got to do. You got to have, now you're going to do this insulin thing and blah, blah, blah. But what that does is actually, you know, your blood sugars are not regulated. You're trying to do it mechanically. Um, you've got to poke yourself with pricks and shots and things. That's not God's way. Uh, you know, you were not created to manage, manage and monitor your heart or your pancreas or your stomach acid. That's all automatic in there. If everything's happy in there, uh, they should be doing what needs to be done. 
And uh, so this is there's a spirit, like I said, of confusion, perfectionism, um, and the there's a, a rejection, uh, a big big factor of rejection between you know between because the words of other people, their authority over us is so powerful, and I think that's one of the problems with children. Uh, anybody in a sub uh, sub servant position or a position of influence, whether underneath someone else, whether it's a wife, a child, um, or a son, you can have diabetes if your father is is hard on you, so to speak. And it just comes from the family and it comes down the family. And so you see these people don't like themselves. And there's, um, like I said, a strong mixture of rejection, self-hatred, guilt, confusion, um, so it's it, how do you get over that? How do you get how do you get rid of that? Well, what we have to do is to first of all know the truth about who we are. That's number one. Know who you are absolutely. That you're loved by God, and this is not God's plan for your life. It's not God's plan to perfect you. It's Satan's plan to destroy you. But God is faithful to bring you through this, to bring you back into rich fulfillment. So first of all, know who you are. Second of all, forgive those people who have had this influence over you. Um, maybe you don't even know who they are. Maybe it's so. You, maybe you you don't want to know who they are. Maybe it's too much. Maybe it's too scary to admit that there are other people who are in your sphere of influence, relationships that are hard on you. Uh, maybe you're hard on yourself. And where does that come from? Is that the Holy Spirit? Always ask yourself when you have thoughts coming into your mind or you hear what's coming out of your mouth because the heart is full of what the heart is full of the mouth speaks. First thing you say is, "Who is that?" Who's talking to me? Where are you from? Because there's only two places. Is, are you from heaven? Is this spirit of condemnation that's reducing all this down to condemnation, guilt, shame, and I'm bad? Where are you from? And you'll, unless you've got a totally wrong concept of God and of, of his true gospel, you'll have to conclude that those things are from hell. Because only, you know, but, but religion, the counterfeit gospels, will bring you into confusion and a mixed bag. So they'll, they're mixing law with grace and they don't see it as anything uh, but your fault. So, but the truth is, Jesus says, I've come to set the captives free. He, may, he is our righteousness. He has finished the work. He's paid in the price in full. By his stripes, you're, you are healed. Not, it, we were and are. It's already done. So this is diabetes. This is all the autoimmune system diseases are like that. So it's God's will for us to be in health, mm-hmm. and it's God's will for us to be healed. I mean, you think of the leper in the early chapters of uh, Mark and, and uh, Matthew. He said, you know, if you're came willing. to Jesus, said, mm-hmm. if you're willing, you can make me clean. He said, I am willing to be, be clean. clean. And notice how quickly for like the woman with the spirit of infirmity, the leper, how instantly, instantly, no hands were laid, no ointments, no medications, no bandages, no medical prescriptions. Instantly, because Jesus was dealing with the cutting off, the removing of, a, of an unclean spirit, a spirit of leprosy, a spirit of infirmity, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And so this has to be part of the, of the protocol for getting well, is getting rid of these spirits of self-hatred, self-judgment, guilt, shame, accusation, and forgiveness. Forgiveness is a big key. I cover that a lot in the book. Um, and there's just so many um, you know, issues that we can address. But uh, Alzheimer's is another autoimmune disease where there's too many. Now, the lie there in Alzheimer's, I believe the agreement that the person is making is they've been responsible for so long all their life they're now too tired 
They don't want any more responsibility. They don't want to deal with anything else. So they do the easy cop out, which they're not even knowing they're copping out, but is Alzheimer's. Basically, the white corpuscles begin to block up the battery posts in the brain where the information is, is received, retained, and, 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 and there's a, a, an obstruction there. The, the, it's, again, it's an immune system disease. And so um, I don't want to know. I don't want to feel. I don't want to do it. I'm tired. Um, I don't know. Those are all parts of the agreements and the lies that people make who have Alzheimer's. And in your book, A Case for Healing, you deal with, of course, anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And in our, in our present age, there's so many people that are bound with fear. Mm-hmm. Fear, uncertainty. What's so, going to happen? What's right. going to happen to me? What if? What if? What if? And, anxiety everywhere. Yeah, anxiety everywhere. So um, how, how can folks get a hold of your book? Well, that's a pretty good question. I suppose that's a fair question. Uh, a case for healing. A case for healing. Just simply a case for healing. Uh, you can go to our website, liferecovery.com, and you can purchase it there. And you will purchase at this point. It's We're putting that book on the website. Um, but if you order the manual, a case for healing, the manual, we will substitute the book because the manual is being discontinued. And so um, that's the way to get it. You can, I think you can also get it at amazon.com. A case for healings. It's liferecovery.com. And um, we are going to hopefully be doing a, a workshop on healing and the spiritual root causes of physical diseases. And of course, you have the book, then you can have a better look at the specifics. And of course, there's so much to cover, but um, we're going to be doing that in the near future. So watch Facebook or wherever, um, and we'll let you know what's up. Lord, we just ask that you will just bring healing. Those that are listening today, that are uh, have physical diseases, those that are fearful, anxiety has gripped them. Father God, we we release the healing power of Jesus right now yes, to cancer, diabetes, autism, um, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's um, allergies. allergies, all these things. Father God, in Jesus' name. Whatever it is that this person is needing, Lord, we just release the healing power of Jesus into of their Jesus bodies Christ, and the yes. revelation of your love for them. Yes, Lord. And you called us to salvation, which means a wholeness, wholeness of spirit, soul, and body that would be preserved until the day of Jesus. Amen. So we thank you for that release. In Jesus' name we pray, Father. Amen. 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 God bless you. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.